brand consultant at Get Your Guide, and you're listening to Talented, Get Your Guide's recruiting podcast. Now on to the interview. I'm Ina. <laughs> I'm senior tech recruiter here. Hi, and uh, <laughs> I'm a senior tech recruiter here, and I'm originally from Ukraine. We came here with my husband and my cat um, <laughs> four years ago. And um, I worked uh, for different uh, startups here uh, within the Berlin uh, market. And for Get Your Guide, I work for around one year and a half. Okay. And Angela. So, yeah, I'm Angela. I'm Italian. Um, I'm a creative recruiter here at Get Your Guide, uh, which means that I uh, usually deal with product and brand. Um, I've been at Get Your Guide for eight months so far and yeah I've been living in Berlin for five years oh wow okay yeah I didn't know that <laughs> and Andrew that either. Um, hi I'm Andrew I'm leading the get your guide recruiting team I've been with get your guide for 15 months and I don't live in Berlin never have <laughs> <laughs> um, I come here and visit often from Switzerland none of us are from Berlin none of us are German in fact and so what maybe brought you to Berlin? For me, Berlin is a very international place to be. This is the first point. Um, so the second one is that um, I'm really uh, excited and interested in this tech startup scene here. And also Berlin is really different. So I think you can find different uh, opportunities for yourself here. If you're a hipster, there's definitely places <laughs> where you can... That's why you fit in so well. <laughs> <isn't it? laughs> I'm not there yet. I'm, I'm more like a nature person, and uh, that's what I also like about Berlin as well, because there are a lot of green parks, mm. um, and outside of Berlin is really beautiful. Angela, would you say that you are a hipster, and that is what brought you <laughs> to the city? No, not really, but uh, yeah, I mean, I moved to Berlin basically for personal reasons, because I wanted to uh, do a master here in, mm-hmm. in Berlin. Uh, and then I just decided to stay because I love the city. And uh, besides the climate can be sometimes challenging, uh, <laughs> especially from somebody who comes from a Mediterranean area. Um, but definitely very, there is a lot of variety in the city, a lot of opportunities. And also the tech scene is growing really a lot. You all have worked at startups before Get Your Guide. So in different companies all over the world, in fact. And so what would you say based on your experience at Get Your Guide, we do differently than the other companies that you've worked at? So the recruiting team is very structured, at least from, um, I mean, from what I've seen so far uh, and how it it is different from what I've seen before. Um, So there's a lot of structure. Um, There is a clear framework for almost everything. Uh, Is Is that a good thing or a bad thing? I would say it's a good thing as long as you are uh, flexible. And, you know, can work on the processes and the frameworks that you currently have mm-hmm. to, of course, constantly adapt them to, you know, the world that is changing, people are changing. Um, but I would say it's still a positive thing because it gives you structure in the way that you work and in the way that you in- interact with other teams and with other people as well. So definitely, I think it's a, it's a, it's a positive thing. Yeah, and also mm-hmm. probably depending on where you are at, in your career, right? Because I think for me, it doesn't make a point... I'm personally not interested in going somewhere uh, 
to start everything from scratch because I have been mm-hmm. in that environment before. So for me, coming to the company with just very structured processes, everything in place where you can make an impact within your work, um, um, even not bringing the new processes, but actually improving the existing processes, yeah, I exactly. think is something what I uh, really like. You know, it's not corporate. Like yeah. he, everything we're doing here, like um, we, you know, we're, we're trying to like develop like best practices around and then we're, we're constantly iterating on those practices. And I think that, that we have a team that's, um, that, that, that wants to do this type of work and they're trying to like push, push us forward uh, constantly. And I think that that's across the company and like Get Your Guide, that is one of the things I think it makes Get Your Guide special is like we've got this super international company, you know, mainly based here in Berlin and everyone is like, you know, trying to do things like in a pretty well organized way that is allowing us to be successful. And, um, but then we also know that we're like a startup that's kind of going through like maturity phases and, mm. and we're growing and developing. And, and, and so it's like, there's also like this in general, like mindfulness of like the stage growth we're at today, but also this aspiration of where we want to be in the future. And people are like very much aligned on working on those things together. Yeah, but maybe to answer your question, Emily, what what makes us also different? For me, it's a lot about being data-driven. I've never seen that kind of like, you know, number-driven approach in any other company. Um, and I think uh, um, that's what I'm grateful to our hiring managers as well and to our, our hiring teams because we apply this approach in general for Get Your Guide and then hiring managers are also pushing a recruiting team to make their decisions based on data, based on numbers. And that's something what I really like because you see like a really clear correlations because like what, what you do to be able to make the funnel healthy um, in terms of numbers, um, I've learned a lot uh, from, from that perspective. And yeah, I really like that. And I think it's very special about Get Your Guide. And so if you were to pick maybe one or two things that Get Your Guide is doing that could help other companies, other companies in the same phase, in a growth phase, or a startup, would you say the data-driven aspect, is that the key for you, that that would be the biggest piece of advice you would have for other companies to use data in recruiting or is there something else that really comes to mind also investment in recruiting team uh-huh. um, yeah Andrew what you what you think I think we, we are doing pretty good job in building a really like world-class <laughs> recruitment team here within Berlin startups. yeah especially for like earlier stage startups I think they oftentimes underestimate um how hard it is to recruit like i think they know how hard it's hard to recruit but i think they think that we hire one recruiter and then our like a lot of our problems are solved and you know if you hire one recruiter you probably want to hire one recruiting coordinator to go with that person um and then you know then depending on what the needs are of the company you may have technical roles and you want one recruiter to focus on that but then if you have all these non-technical roles i would recommend hiring a, a recruiter to focus on that and now you know, and now the recruiters are actually um, supporting the hiring teams across your small company, and that's going to help you hire and grow faster. And and then I, I mean I do think like it is before you get to the point of like wanting to hire and grow super fast, like having a, da- a data minded um, or having um, some like recruiting analytics in place up front is going to help you just scale. And so like even if you're not thinking about scaling at the early stages. Um, because you're probably just figuring out, like, let's get our product out the door, let's get some customers using it. The more data you can collect um, as early as possible, which I think Get Your Guides actually has done 
a pretty amazing job with with uh, with greenhouse um the better like i, I highly recommend uh any startup to like you know build out a recruiting team and start tracking uh things um from the beginning and actually something that comes uh, with the um you know investing on the recruiting team and building a strong recruiting team is also investing in sourcing so uh-huh. investing in hiring, you know, uh, very talented sourcers that have been, you know, worked in this area for a while, and then they know all the tips and tricks. So definitely, because of course, like in especially in Berlin, the market is becoming more and more um, competitive. How to say competitive. Mm-hmm. Um, so you you need to invest in actively looking for people rather than just waiting for people to apply. When should we invest in a sourcing team? Like we were really. I'm arguably late. You know, we had like a, a nine-person recruiting team before we yeah. hired a, hired our first sourcer. Mm-hmm. My last company, we were also pretty late in, in building out the sourcing functions. Like, I'd be curious to hear what your thoughts are on, like, when do you bring that person in? Is it you hire your first recruiter, your first recruiting coordinator, and then that third hire is your, your next sourcer? Inna and I, last year, we went to, was it last year? Yeah, we source. went to the Sourcing Summit um, in Amsterdam. And what I thought was interesting, of course, it was for sourcers, and so that they were very pro-sourcing. But my natural instinct, I guess, when you ask the question, is when you have a recruiter, say you hire a recruiter first and then a recruiting coordinator, the moment where the recruiter has not enough capacity one recruiter then the moment like the moment you get a sourcer on board the amount of impact that you can have grows so significantly like the amount of reach that you have grows significantly and more than just with hiring a second recruiter because the sourcer is able to do so much on the back end building the funnel so much stronger for me it's also about the scale of the company and about the hiring bar so as long as you understand that you need to scale very fast and you need to deliver honestly like hiring fast is is making such a big business impact because if you're not able to deliver those people in time then you're just slowing down the business so for me that's about that scale so if you need to move fast you need to have sourcer mm-hmm. in-house uh, to help you to build the team um, and then also it's about the hiring bar so we had this situation within get your guide when we realized that you weren't uh, to, to to have senior top people from top companies around the world and that's where those people they're not actively uh, applying right Right. so you need to reach out to them and you need to build this pitching selling strategy sourcing strategy around so that's the right moment when you need actually sourcer to be here to help you to do that how much sourcing do you expect like the recruiters to be doing like especially in like early stages of startup company is it the role of the recruiter to be doing most of the sourcing and doing most of like the heavy lifting to build up these these funnels mm-hmm. I think depending on the role very much on the, on the type of roles that uh, uh, you are dealing with for me it's kind of like uh, my personal challenge right how to balance this right because I see like my role as a recruiter mostly to be dedicated to manage funnel and to manage those candidates in, in the funnel at the same time, I think 30-40% of my time right now dedicated to sourcing because otherwise my funnel is empty because our hiring bar for certain positions are so high. So I just need to bring those like best candidates uh, to the funnel and actively sourcing for them. And I think the situation also in business and tech recruiting is a little bit different, right? So sourcing for business roles might be less tricky than for the tech positions and uh, also some, some of the roles in tech uh, also different, right? So we know that 
uh, for certain roles like designers and more willing to to reply and and uh, more responsive <laughs> comparing to backend engineers, for example. <laughs> Everyone is struggling with backend engineers right now. So it's yeah, um, it depends. I think for an early stage startup, um, since the team is so small and the employer branding is not probably as strong as other companies, definitely it's not only on the recruiter, but it's also on you know, leveraging the network of the hiring manager and the hiring team. Mm-hmm. So try to always involve the hiring manager, re- remind them that they can explore their network and they might already know somebody that could take their role actually so no way <laughs> <laughs> never seen that happen <laughs> it happens sometimes maybe um, so yeah definitely it's it's not only on the recruiter to source especially uh, like in a early stage environment but also try to involve the hiring manager and the hiring teams yeah. in exploring their network yeah I agree I I've talked with a lot of startups that um, I think they hit a point and maybe 10 to 30 people and then they say that they've tapped out their network. Mm. Um, and I think it's like, now it's, it's like impossible. Like you mm. meet people all the time and, and you may think you've tapped out your network, but like, if you think of like all your connections across all of your like other you know, social channels, like oh, for sure. that's a lot of people. And, and if you like realistically, like really reached out to all, all the people that you think could be a good fit, um, uh, if you have, then go out there and build your network. Mm-hmm. Um, go out to the conferences, you know, read blogs, reach out to those, you know, writers of these blogs, follow people on social media. Like there, there's ways of like continuing to build your network. Um, yeah. I think nowadays it's also about personal brand. I just see like some of their directors of engineering or head of engineers or engineers, how they are uh, knowledgeable and well known on the market so that people or active applicants they really kind of are aiming to work exactly with this person right so it works 